What's going on, guys? This is Michael McGreevy back again with another episode of the Business of Living podcast. And today I'm coming at you from the ATL. That's right, Hotlanta, Georgia. It's a beautiful 73 degrees. I'm outside on my brother in law's back porch recording this episode. And right now, in Clarence Center, New York, where I'm from, is about 20 degrees. So I am not complaining whatsoever. The sun is shining. And we're going to talk a little bit about traveling, especially when you have kids. Sometimes it's hard enough just to get their shoes on, get them in the car and buckled and leave the house. By the time you leave the house, one of them has to go to the bathroom and someone else is hungry. And then you start to think, travel with kids? That doesn't sound fun. That sounds awful. As most of you know, I have three little kids. They are three, five, and seven years old. And we've been traveling with them on airplanes, sometimes multiple flights in a row, since our oldest was five weeks old. We just decided we were going to stop doing what we love to do just because we had kids. And we've kept that up ever since. Was it all chocolate and roses and sunshine and happy memories? (laughs) Absolutely not. It wasn't. There were many difficult times, but... For the most part, it was awesome. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. Now, listen, I don't have some magic formula today that's going to make it all super easy for you. I'll even tell you a story on what real life is like for us. Because you, know, you often see on social media these awesome pictures of smiling children traveling and having a great time and everybody's happy. Uh, so I love to show a little bit of reality just so people know what it's really like and so other parents don't feel crazy crazy that they're dealing with some of the things that they're dealing with because at times it can be so chaotic and you can it can feel so out of control and frustrating that you want to send your kids back from where they came from just this past sunday we were feeling a little bit cooped up in our house and and i wanted to come up with a surprise for the kids something that would be really fun to do together make a memory shake things up a little bit, be the hero as a dad. And so I broke this surprise to them that we were going to go bowling. And they love bowling. Every time we go, they don't want to leave. They have an amazing time. So they were super excited. Yay, we're going bowling. Now, if you have little kids, you know what it takes just to simply get into the car, especially in cold weather. They all need their shoes on, or possibly boots, maybe even coats, sometimes mittens and hats as well. I mean, I feel like I'm in some kind of competition just trying to get my kids to get their shoes on right. They don't just slide right in. No, that would be too easy. You have to force them, pull them apart, jam their foot in, all while they are jumping up and down or falling down or doing something else that's pulling their foot away from you while they're trying to help you. It's an all-out battle. Then you get them into the car, and they start arguing about who gets the best seat. Just sit down. Just find your seat and sit down. No, they got to sit there last time. How come I don't get to sit here this time? It's just a... It can... It can be a battle. Then they finally get in their seats. Are you buckled? I can't buckle. It's too tight. Or the buckle is twisted. Now, I know I'm complaining a little bit here, but am I painting a picture of reality? If you're a parent and you have little kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. So here we are setting off on our amazing bowling adventure. 
We pull up to the bowling place, which is about 10, 15 minutes away, walk in and they say, sorry, you need a reservation for bowling on a Sunday night. You need a reservation. Apparently bowling is the latest, greatest, hottest activity because every lane was filled and we weren't getting in for the entire night. And you know, when you have young kids, timing is important. Like what time they eat. If for some reason they don't get dinner and they get hungry, things can go south pretty quick. Or if you stay later than their usual bedtime, again, things can unravel. But I've been down this road before. I'm not going to give up too quickly. I immediately began to search around for what other bowling alleys were open. And so we picked the closest one we could find that had availability and off we went another 15 minutes in the away direction from our house. Crisis averted. We found another bowling alley. We're going to make an amazing night out of it. So it's starting to get a little bit later now, more right around dinner time. The kids were starting to get a little bit cranky and they were a little disappointed that they weren't going to be able to bowl. We had to get in the, in the car again and head off to this new bowling alley. But it looked like everything was going to be okay. Finally, pulled up to the new bowling alley and it wasn't quite as nice as the first one we went to. No big deal. We'll make the most of it. So we get the kids out of the car. They're jumping in puddles and we're trying to keep them from running in three different directions so they don't get hit by a car. But we finally made it in the bowling alley. The place is filthy. But hey, they have working bowling alleys. So again, we'll deal with it. We're making a memory here. We wait in line and the kids are so excited. They're jumping up and down. And and you know how kids are. They take a step forward and bump into the person behind them in line because they're not paying attention. Then those divider ropes that you see in airports, they just love playing with those, hanging on them, pulling the ribbon out of it, letting it go. So, you know, you're constantly having to keep them under wraps when we're doing that. Again, keep it a positive attitude. We'd rent some shoes. We decide to purchase two games for everyone because we're going to be there a while and just have a great time. So we ask for the bumpers to be pulled up so there's no gutters for the little kids. And we head down to lane 57. So we're pumped at this point. Can't wait to get rolling. And uh, we get down to our lane and it's covered with trash. So the table that's sitting there is like sticky with soda and empty cups and garbage piled up on the table. There really wasn't any place to sit to even put your bowling shoes on. It was so filthy. At this point, it's about an hour and a half after their regular dinner time, and they're starting to get hungry. So I'm looking for the waitress. Finally, we get a hold of a waitress, and she immediately starts bashing her boss because she's the only one working tonight. It's her day off, and they called her in because they're short-staffed, and we're going to have to be patient. But we were kind. You know, take your time. But when you get a chance, we'd like to order some chicken fingers for the kids. So we jumped into our bowling game. And we're making the most of it. We're having a good time. A few minutes later, the food shows up. Chicken fingers. Yeah, kids love chicken fingers. So they dive right in. At this point, we're approaching the eighth frame of the first game. And the bumpers still haven't come up. So we checked on that again. Oh, yeah, we're sending somebody down. We're sending somebody down. It wasn't until the last frame that the bumpers actually got pulled up so we could use them. And so my youngest two weren't throwing the ball into the gutter in the first five feet. We decided we weren't going to play a second game and just 
have the kids eat their food and call it a night because by this time it was approaching their bedtime. So we have them take all their shoes off, switch them out for their regular shoes, return the bowling shoes, and finally get into the car, head home, get them all ready for bed, and finally we can relax. And you know, we had a pretty good time. But what we didn't realize was that our night was just beginning. At about three in the morning, we hear our daughter crying. So my wife jumps out of bed to check on her and finds that she had puked all over her bed, her room, her rug, her clothes, everything. The smell was rancid. All of her bedding had to be cleared off. All of her clothes had to be changed. She had to be washed. We had to put new sheets and bedding on her bed dress her again, get her back in bed and get settled. And this is all three in the morning, trying not to wake the other kids up. So there we are together in bed, falling back asleep when we hear some more crying. This time it's our other son. He has his hand over his mouth and vomit is spraying between his fingers out into the hallway. His bed is also covered as well as his sheets as well as his clothes as well as the rug from his bed leading out into the hallway puke everywhere so back to the process strip his bed strip off his clothes wash him try to rub the vomit out of the rug put new sheets and new blankets on his bed put everything else in the washing machine get him settled down and back into his bed and try to get him back to sleep And then it happened again. Right now, as I record this podcast, two of my kids are still recovering from the food poison they got at the bowling alley from the chicken fingers. Their papa gave them a big surprise, all right. How about food poisoning for 48 hours? The sickness continued into our trip to Atlanta, except it just came out the other end. So to whoever is emptying out the garbage can in the airport bathroom... I sincerely apologize, and I'm grateful for your service. The point I want to make is that story I just shared is more like reality than what you see on social media. And if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you're saying, yeah, it might be a completely different story, but you know what I'm saying. It's hard at times, but it's par for the course. That happens. These are tiny little humans who are developing basic skills and learning how to interact with life and do things correctly. And that comes with messiness. And what's been helpful for me is just to let go and embrace it all and go with it and still live. Don't let that messiness prevent you from going out and having fun together and making memories. Because you know what? What you remember when you look back, yeah, some of the tragedies that happen, like our tragedy up in the hallway, they get laughed about, but The good parts of that get remembered forever. A couple decades from now, we'll look back on this as one of our happiest memories. I want to give you a couple things to think about. If you have kids and you're thinking of traveling, but it just feels overwhelming, it doesn't feel fun, I want to share with you a couple perspectives that might help. Number one, stop caring what anyone else thinks about how crazy your kids are. Most people understand every single one of them was a crazy kid at one point. And so they don't get to have a say. You know, you're going to have your fair share of curmudgeons who give you the side eye on the plane when your kids are too loud or they bump their chair. Or in our case, if they grab a handful of your hair and try to rip it out of your head. (laughs) Who cares about them? 
Don't let a few sour people get you all tied up in knots. This is an adventure, and it's not going to be perfect. In fact, it's going to be messy. Even if you're the perfect parent, it's going to be messy, and the perfect parent doesn't exist. Don't let another person's bad attitude or lack of perspective get in the way of your experience with your kids. You're making memories. The second thing I want to mention is a little bit of forethought goes a long way. I don't think you should have every single moment of every day planned out, but if you have a couple hinge sort of activities that you can go to when you get to a certain place and you have all that figured out in advance, you have the details of it figured out, it planned, that can go a long, long way. Because when you're in the moment, when you're trying to keep the kids calm in a new environment and there's a lot going on, it's nearly impossible to have creative thoughts about what you're going to do as a family. So get that stuff figured out in advance before you go, and it'll bring a lot of peace and joy to your trip as a whole. The third thing I want to mention is keep your expectations in check. I know when I think about going somewhere and creating a memory or an experience, I tend to be a little over the top and have really high expectations about how it's all going to go. And what I do when I do that is set myself up for disappointment. Now, certainly shoot for the moon and go for it and expect that things are going to go great. But if they don't, be happy with that as well. There's more to this trip and more to this experience than just what you do and what goes well and what doesn't go well. And that brings me to my next point. It's about the people you're with and the people you're spending time with. Try not to get so tied up into what's going well, what isn't what you get to do, what you don't get to do, how well the experience is at the thing you're getting to do, that you miss these moments with the people that you love. That's the most important thing about this adventure. Listen, when you look back on these experiences, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're not going to care about the amusement park ride you went on or the museum that you went to. The memory is going to be about the people you were with. And the interactions you had. So keep that in mind. If if some of the logistical things fall apart or or the line is too long and you don't get in, something happens and you don't get to do what you plan to do, don't let that ruin your time. You're with the people you love. Make the most of those moments. Pivot. Call it an adventure and keep moving forward. The final thing I want to mention is if you're traveling with your spouse, give him or her some grace. They're doing the best they can. I know you're annoyed. I know she's annoyed or he's annoyed, but give them the benefit of the doubt. They are doing their best, and it can be stressful. Be a source of encouragement to that person. Be in their corner. Remember, you're a team. You're pulling this off together. Make sure that alliance is strong. Come together and be sure you're working together and helping each other. Well, I'm going to keep this short because adventure is calling me. I'm in Atlanta. It's in the 70s. And I don't know what kind of trouble we're going to get into as a family. The kids are starting to feel a little bit better. So who knows where this adventure might take us. I strongly suggest that you embrace the messiness of traveling with kids. Go for it. Make some memories. Let all the frustrations go. Lower your expectations and go have a good time. Remember, they're watching and they want to know what it looks like to live life to the fullest and to go all in and they're watching you so do it 
This is your time. Show them how it's done. Well, thank you for listening to the Business of Living podcast. Adventure is calling. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening.